Those in power only see me as a brute, unfit for higher office, but I follow in the footsteps of Alexander the Great and Caesar. Ridley Scott's Napoleon is a good-looking biography about the French conqueror and his lady love Josephine. The movie features some spectacular battle sequences, but if you want to really dig into what made Napoleon tick, this film falls a little short. Last night, I made a wish on a star. Uh, <laughs> and the star answered. Disney's wish is set in a magical world where you can actually give your heart's deepest wish to the king for safekeeping. Ariana DeBose plays the young woman determined to return the wishes to their rightful owners. In this movie, that has some funny elements, but the music and the story are only mildly charming. My parents, they've got problems. What kind of, what do you mean problems? I don't think I'll ever go home again. Well, why don't you come home with me? Come to Saltburn. Saltburn is the latest from writer-director Emerald Fennell, the story of an Oxford student invited to spend the summer with his rich peers. Things do not go as planned in this wicked tale of class and privilege. You're not gonna believe this. Santa stitch your wait, you too? The Naughty List. Lots of movies aimed at the family on home streaming this week, from Disney's The Naughty Nine, where some kids on the naughty list tried to get revenge on Santa. The new adventures of Ed and Dex starts now! To yet another crazy, silly adventure from Keenan and Kel in Good Burger 2 over on Paramount Plus. I am a genie. <laughs> yeah, there you are. Your wish is my command. Peacock has Melissa McCarthy playing a genie who's helping a man get his life back in order in time for Christmas in Genie. Do I look old? Thank you. And Netflix has Leo, the best of the bunch, where Adam Sandler plays a talking classroom pet who helps the students work through the struggles of being in elementary school. Leo has a nice mix of silly comedy and heart-filled moments. This is a tough time, but these are the best years, believe me. And that's what's new this weekend at the movies. I'm Sean McBride, the movie guy. Sean McBride, the movie guy, is with us now. Talk about what's happening. And again, to me, Sean, mm -hmm. this officially marks the beginning of the holiday movie season because Thanksgiving's kind of one of those days that I know a lot of families traditionally, a little yeah. bit of turkey, and then they head and off to the movie theater and enjoy a movie. I, I used now. to manage a movie theater, uh, an 18plex, and that was one of our biggest days every oh, year because so many films came out. And you expand your hours and you have whole families. Right, and it's a great right. day for buying popcorn, too, right. which is great. <laughs> well, and so, so that being said, I mean, when we look back on the past, I can think of some like Gladiator, I think, was one of those mm -hmm. Thanksgiving movies, you know, way back in the day that people had their turkey and then went to see the big spectacle on the screen right you know people may not know this but there is a big spectacle on the screen that you can go see this week from maybe one of the best directors of our generation absolutely and we're talking about napoleon right. here i was going to say are we talking about uh, disney's wish no we're talking about no. napoleon uh this is from sir ridley scott um this is an interesting movie because you are correct visually this is quite stunning the battle sequences in particular what i'm talking about there but also just the standard production design there you know set in france and you know the 1810s basically and so you get all that lavish architecture and the people in right. their uniforms right. and that's all wonderful here um it is interesting it's got he put a, a blue pallor over everything and it, that did kind of get in the way of some of the the nighttime battle sequences you know you i understand you do that because it's night but you know it makes it hard to see some of this stuff here but visually i do think this is the reason to see this movie and also because of the battle sequences which were quite tense 
I, that being said, I am still mixed on this movie because I want to know why are we making this movie about Napoleon? Does Ridley Scott have anything he wants to say about ah. Napoleon? And he doesn't. He just kind of says, here's the facts. And it's oh, just look. the spectacle. Then. Yeah, exactly. So I wish there was something more interesting about, you know, what it was driving the man. I wanted to get at his, his skin. It turns into the, you know, his love life story at times there, which is quite interesting. But maybe we could have focused on that, made that the point. But no, you know, every once in a while you get to the point where it's like, oh, he and Josephine are really starting to, to do something special here. We have to go back for another battle. And it's kind of disjointed. So, so let me ask you this, though. Do you not think that a lot of people will walk away from this? And I, I don't know how factual it is, mm -hmm. but they will have a better understanding of who this person they only see now is, oh, yeah, the guy with the hand in the jacket yeah, or, and, you and know, the, the, the shortest, short guy. Yeah, exactly. the shortest general, whatever you want to call him? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because there, there are moments in there where it's like, I don't think Napoleon was actually that short, you know, stuff. Right. But, but then right. they, they set him next to his wife and his wife is towering over him. Right. So the filmmakers certainly believe it. Um, yeah, I do think that is correct because what do we know about Napoleon? I mean, right. we may know Waterloo. Uh, we may not know Waterloo, but we don't know, you know, all of his various campaigns, you know, how many people died under his command. Those are those are interesting things that, you know, we're, we're not French, so we didn't learn this in our right. history books. So. Right. So anyway, to me, and again, I'm sorry, but anytime you attach the name Ridley Scott, it has my attention uh -huh. uh, just because I feel like it's something that, and it also has my interest to see it at the theater because, wow. you know, I know, it says <laughs> yeah. a lot, but a Ridley Scott movie will, is one of the it has few the things spectacle that, it's certainly yeah, worth that seeing will it. bring me to the movie theater Absolutely. these days to see something. Would you go again? Uh, I... Okay, Maybe on later the fence. on. <laughs> I, I got you. There's so many movies. I actually watched six movies yesterday. Wow. And um, at a certain point, that's what my Thanksgiving weekend is always just one movie after another. Okay. After another, so, so, and we, we don't need to dally here. <laughs> but again, if you're one of those people who likes spectacle, and you're, th this might be it. Moving yeah. on. Well, it looks like we're going to talk about Wish next. And <laughs> Wish is the Walt Disney movie. Um, this is a basic look. It's from the producers of Frozen. It okay. stars Ariana DeBose as the main character. And it's a musical, so you need someone who can sing. And boy, can, can she sing. It's Chris Pine as the, uh, the king. And it's Alan Tudyk. It's a nice cast, is what I'm saying here. And it's got all the elements checked off the list. And I think it just doesn't quite gel into something magical. It's an interesting story. It's a weird story. Basically, in this magical kingdom, when you turn 18, you can give the king your wishes to hold for safekeeping. Why he wants the wishes, it's not quite explained. And then Ariana DeBose's character, Asha, she goes to the king's palace. She sees all these wishes in the forms of glowing blue orbs. And she says, that's not right. We should give those back to the people. So now she's against the king trying to put uh, the, the, okay. the wishes back. And then this little yellow star pops down from the outer space and helps her. And the king now wants the power of the star. Okay, whatever. Look, it's got cute sidekick characters. That's Alan Tudyk as the, as the goat. And then the uh, star is kind of a manga character. So not one, but two cute sidekick characters characters um, but I don't think the music is ever really great and that you need to have that for these things to work I um, I don't think the story is it is a complicated story it made more so by the first quarter of this film we're going oh the king is the best we love living here everything's perfect in this fictional kingdom of Rosas and then we find out when oh, no, all the king's actually evil and he's gonna turn into a bad wow. guy and it's like I don't get the motivations it just happens because the screenwriter said it should happen uh, that being said I I do know a lot of my family went to see it. The kids. 
is. I was just about to say, all that, all that said, though, it doesn't matter because people are going to go because, A, it's animated. It's and Disney. You mentioned the word Frozen. So, yeah, exactly. I so. mean, they're there. No um, I just what. don't think it's quite as good. Okay. Although, yeah. All right. So that's number two. Uh, third one, also in theaters, last one in theaters, is one from Emerald Fennell. You talked about a director in Ridley Scott. This is another director that people are very interested in. Uh, this is called Saltburn, and it is a story about a kid. He's at Oxford, and he meets this rich family, and he's a, a, you know, a poor kid, and the rich family invites him to come spend the summer at my mansion called Saltburn, and my dad's the Lord, and you know, whatever. And right, so it's, right. it's, it's poor kid in among all the rich folks here, except that he's not quite as poor and helpless as it would appear. And I don't want to spoil anything because it does kind of come out of nowhere. Somebody uh, told me this was a really good film. I would say this is probably the best film of the week ah, this way. Okay. Um, but very much, you know, it's it's into the hedonism of the wealthy elites okay. and whatnot. Uh, not going to be for everyone. A lot of sex and nudity and all that. So. Okay. But I, I just, I kind of like the slow burn mystery of this thing. You know, what's happening? Who's really behind what's going on here? Uh, that last 20 minutes is just like, wow, how did that? Well, that's what I think the person I was talking to said. It wasn't what I expected. It turned into a murder mystery. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, wasn't which gonna, is, I wasn't gonna spoil that, Dad. Well, but, okay. but I mean, I, yeah, yeah, multiple murders are gonna happen. Here okay. In the end. So, so there you go. So you uh, look, that. I I, th I think this is the best film. Uh, Emerald Fennell is a, if okay. a very controversial but fascinating writer. So. Okay, we moved on to The Naughty Nine. Now we're on to home streaming. There are four films on home streaming, all of them aimed at the families. This is over in Disney, The Naughty Nine. Uh, a bunch of kids, they get stiffed by Santa Claus because they're on the naughty list. And so <laughs> oh, they decide gosh. they're going to do something about it, and they're going to take Christmas back. This is a heist movie. I mean, That's this fun. is a straightforward George Clooney this Jr. This might be the most clever movie of the entire week. I mean, original idea. Uh, interesting idea, that is true. And the kids, now it's interesting because they are doing things that will put them back on the naughty list here because they're going to break into the North Pole. They've got to get by security from the elves and oh, whatnot. come on. At least original thought. Yeah, exactly. So, um, hey, look, and, and don't worry, there will be a, oh, a, a redeeming value. You know there's got to be. We will learn come some on. things to get them back on the nice list. But, you know, I liked it. These people, you know, they've got the one kid who's the getaway driver because you right, can right. tricycle well and the, in the, you know, just all these different char God, characters. I, like so. I say, I applaud their creativity. Yeah. At least they didn't do Santa Claus 15 <laughs> or something. Okay, Good Burger 2. Uh, I don't think we really need to say that much about it. No, it's, it is it's what it Kenan is. Kenan and Kel, uh, they're back and they are having more adventures here, so I'm not sure there's a whole lot to say about this one. This is probably the least of them here. Um, Genie, interesting movie. It's a Christmas movie, kind of. It happens at Christmas, but there's not much Christmas in it. But it's a guy, his family's fallen apart, and he's all trying to get his wife back and get his job. He's just about fired. Finds a box. He's, he, it turns out to be Melissa McCarthy. I think she's quite funny. It's a sweet movie. This one's over on Peacock. And then uh, finally, the best of the bunch is over on Netflix. This is Leo. It's an Adam Sandler movie. He plays a classroom pet, a, a lizard, and basically he can talk. And so these kids, when they take the pet home for the weekend, he ends up talking to the kids, or more importantly, he ends up listening to them. And right. so he helps them solve their middle school okay. problems. I thought this was sweet. The right amount of silly humor and heart-filled message. Easily, that this one in Saltburn are the two best films. All right, sounds good. So you got plenty to choose from. There's no shortage whether you choose to do it at home or go to the movie theater. Yeah, exactly. Sean, as always, thank mm -hmm. you, sir. Sean McBride, the movie guy, joins us every Friday to talk about what's new and entertaining.